Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Local Procast. I'm Jesse Flores and today I want to talk about a sitemap and I want to share what that is and why it's important to think about and how to think about it when you're starting a new website development project. So today we're going to dive into the details of what a sitemap is and how you can use it to uh, to plan a good website, make sure that it gets ranked, and make sure that it's usable for your customers. So when we get back, we'll talk about what a sitemap is and why that's something you need to be aware of. Local businesses are the heart of their communities. Often they're the first people ask for sponsorships and are the first ones willing to give on top of frantically trying to grow their businesses. The problem is that they're facing increasing pressure from bigger, better funded, more tech-savvy companies. So how does a less than tech-savvy business push back in order to attract, retain, and engage more of their dream customers while growing profits? That's the question that this podcast will give you the answer to. My name is Jesse Flores, and welcome to the Local Procast. So if someone were to take every single page on your website and make a list of all the pages, um, what would they what, pay, what, what would they see? What kind of information would they see? If it's like a typical website, they're going to see things like a home page, things like an about page, things like a blog. But then for each of those blogs, they might see several articles, right? They might see one, two, three, four, ten, or a hundred posts. They might see something like your services and then maybe three or four or five or ten other services. And if you were to look at the top of your Google Chrome or Safari or whatever you use for your browser, there's a good chance that if you were to look at, at the uh, pull up one of those pages online, let's say a blog article, it would look something like yourdomain.com slash blog slash article name. Now, a sitemap is essentially just a list of all of the pages that you have on your website, but organized and structured based on the way your content is organized. So for instance, all of your blogs get grouped together, all of your services maybe get grouped together, all of your products, if you're an e-commerce store, get grouped together. So why does this matter? It matters because essentially your sitemap serves as the bones of your website. Um, and typically sitemaps are gonna be made in what's called XML, and we don't need to go into that much of the details, it's not important for, for most of our customers. But if, what it is going to do is it's going to list out every page on the website and where it belongs in reference to every other page. Now, this is important for search engine optimization because uh, typically speaking, the broader and, and shallower your, uh, your information is, the more important that information is considered in search engines. Now, that's not always universally true. For instance, if you have 100 blog articles, you know, it's going to go very deep. It's going to be fairly, your blog might be at, you know, domain.com slash blog. That's a fairly high level, um, high level uh, part of your site. But every individual article will be slash blog slash boom, slash boom, slash boom, slash boom, right? So that would, itself would be a pretty broad map. And just because that article is at the second level of your website with blog being the first level doesn't necessarily mean that it won't rank. But it does give some sense of structure to search engines and, frankly, to users who come to your site looking for information. Imagine, for instance, uh, you go to an e-commerce store, say you went to Amazon, and um, you are looking for a new pair of shoes. And you click on, you know, you go to Amazon.com and you click on shoes and you click on shoes and there you are. 
except instead of shoes, um, now there are plants. It would be really confusing, right? Because you don't, you're looking for something specific and you're expecting that every single click is going to take you closer to your goal as you move down the site or deeper down the site to try and accomplish the goal you have, which is in this case to buy shoes, you're expecting that every subsequent click will get you closer to that process. Or let's imagine you go looking for shoes and you click into shoes, you see a bunch of shoes, but you don't see the pair that you're a pair that you're looking for, but instead you find them under, uh, you know, housewares. It would be really, really strange, right? And, and really difficult to find anything. Imagine if you had an entire website that was completely arbitrary and you didn't know where anything was. It would be really disorganized. And so it would be very difficult for you as a user to be able to interact with that website in any meaningful way. And it would be very difficult for a search engine, for instance, which is a bot, which we've talked about before, to make any sense of that page. So your sitemap is really about giving some structure to your website. It's about giving it bones, so that way the skeleton of the site is clear. So if somebody comes in looking for shoes, they know how to get there. If they come in looking for your blog, they can get there. If they come in looking for um, you know, a particular service, they can get there. And so your sitemap really has that, uh, that main goal of grouping your information in a way that is intelligible to the user. And so this brings us to the first major point of your, or first major rule, I guess, when you're making a, a, a sitemap. The first is that you want to make sure your goals and your visitors' goals are clear in your sitemap. So, for example, if you're an e-commerce business, obviously the goal is for people to buy things. So you want to make sure that all of your products are organized in a way that makes it easy for people to buy things. And this is pretty intuitive. So going back to our, our, our example of looking for shoes, let's imagine you sell shoes and apparel and you know nutrition supplements, right? You would want to group them in such a way that your shoes are all in the shoes area, your apparel's all in an apparel area, and your nutrients or the supplements are all in a supplements area. Now, um, this is also really important because when you start to do things like get into faceted search or starting to make it easy for people to be able to search or browse your site, that architecture, that sitemap is going to inform the search on your own site as well as the browsability of it. And again, we'll do a whole episode at some point on insight search. But uh, that the first the first point is you want for your sitemap and for your information to combine your goals with your visitors' goals. Take another example. Let's imagine that you are um, a local service company of some sort. You provide some kind of service. You'd want to group your services together in such a way that somebody can uh, come, they, they click on services, and they can see the list of all the things you do. Now, this might sound straightforward, but there are lots and lots of different ways to group information. One way to group information is by type of information. Another way to group information is maybe by audience or use case. An example of this is in a in recruiting websites. In many cases, recruiters um, offer different services to uh, people that are applicants, and they're trying to grow the list of applicants that are available. And they're also trying to talk to corporations who they are essentially, uh, you know, trying to find applicants for. And so typically you go to a website for a recruiter. Um, generally speaking, there are at least two audiences. There is the the applicant pool and there is the company pool, right? And those, and, and so it might make sense to organize your services around the use case for those uh, individual audiences 
rather than just have a list of all services because if you come in as an applicant and all of a sudden you're reading about your headhunting rates, um, you know, or, or, or trying to the next call to action is to sign up for a free consultation so that you can put together an HR plan. That's not really going to make sense. Similarly, if somebody is an HR at a particular company and they come to the site and are, you know, prompted to upload their their resume even though they aren't looking for a job, it wouldn't it wouldn't make sense. So there are lots of ways to group information, and this is one of the goals. And so this is why you want to make sure you're thinking about your goals, but also your visitors' goals, because that will help you to then figure out how to group content. Second principle, which which stems from that, is you then want to make sure you're grouping your like content together. Right? And this goes back to what I was saying before with the e-commerce example. If you're going to have shoes, you don't want the shoes under the apparel section. You want them all in shoes. If you're a recruiter, you want to maybe organize your information so that all the stuff for your applicants is in one area, all the stuff for the companies is in another area. Third thing you want to do is then take that information. We've talked about the value ladder before and, and putting together and making it clear so that um, as somebody clicks deeper or as somebody gets deeper into uh, a relationship with you that they are um, moving deeper down your sitemap. And so one thing you also want to do is then make sure that your content is set up and mapped to your sales funnel so that each subsequent click is taking someone deeper to a goal. Now, generally speaking, what you're going to do is have on your homepage, and I think we've done an episode on what should be on your homepage. Your homepage is really supposed to be kind of like an index, right? Somebody comes, somebody comes to your homepage, and you're really just trying to figure out how to get them to the next thing that they care about, okay? Then the next level should be the, the next highest level that helps someone get a little bit deeper. So let's go back to our shoe example. We go to this e-commerce store.com and we're going to see, okay, these guys sell shoes, they sell apparel, they sell supplements. Awesome. So we're going to click on shoes. Now we're one level deeper, right? So now we're going to be at domain.com slash shoes. And we're going to see is a list of all the shoes that are available for sale. Now, for argument's sake, right now we're not going to, you know, specify whether these are for men or women or kids or whether they're for, you know, they're hiking boots or running shoes, whatever. Let's just imagine that there's just this collection of shoes, right? Then if I click into a single shoe, I'm going to be taken to another page, which is going to be domain.com slash shoes slash shoe number one, which is going to tell me all the information that I need to know about that shoe, you know, how it was made, what the different sizes are, whether it's available, when it ships, all that kind of stuff. At this point, I'm three levels deep, right? Domain.com being level one, shoes, domain.com slash shoes being level two, domain.com slash shoes slash, um, you know, shoe number one. Uh, level three. At this point, I'm three levels deep, and one could assume or expect that given that I'm at this stage in the game, I am pretty close. I'm pretty interested in buying, right? Now, it's really about does that page close the sale or prompt me to want to click add to cart, add to wishlist, whatever the next goal is. So, as you're building out your sitemap, deeper levels should take people deeper or closer to a goal. So, as you get deeper in the sitemap, you should feel really comfortable increasing the calls to action to more bottom of the funnel kinds of action. So uh, just to repeat where we are at the moment, you want to make sure that number one, your your sitemap uh, brings your goals and your visitor goals together. Number two, you want to make sure you're grouping like content together. And now number three, you want to make sure that as you are, uh, as, as, a, as a visitor is moving down your sitemap, that you are mapping it to your sales funnel and that you're increasing the calls to action and maybe the sales pressure. Now, uh, the third thing or the fourth thing rather that you want to do is 
uh, is make sure that when you do have a sitemap that you do two things. One, you connect it to Google Search Console, and in fact, you're submitting your sitemap to Google Search Console uh, is how Google knows how you're trying. Well, it's one of the ways you can help Google uh, learn how you intend to organize your website, which makes it a little bit easier for the Google bot to crawl, um, which is, is, is beneficial for a variety of reasons. <clears throat> but it also lets you know if there are elements of your sitemap where people are falling off. So if you've got Google Analytics installed as well, and that's a, a different service than Google Search Console, if you've got Google Analytics installed, then you can start to see where people are dropping off, are, are people, or whether people are confused. Are they clicking into one uh, level of your sitemap and then clicking back very often? Is there something they're not finding? Are they using, um, you know, is there, uh, are, are there conversions the deeper you get? Are you making the right calls to action? And so you want to make sure that as you are thinking through your website information, your hierarchy, um, that you are not only thinking about your goals and your visitors' goals, but that you're also measuring that performance through Google Analytics and that you've made it available to Google Search Console so that you've uh, made your site as, uh, as crawlable and indexable as possible. Now, there is one thing I think in general is a good rule of thumb when you're organizing your sitemap is you always want to keep someone within one to two clicks of a conversion opportunity, whether that is uh, in the case of an e-commerce, you know, within one button of a shop now, you know, where they, somebody can get back up and then start the trail over. Well, if you're a um, service company, whether it's within one click of a contact us, you always want to make sure that there's a meaningful conversion opportunity within one or two clicks at, at, at most, okay? And and sometimes that can be more difficult, especially as your site map grows, um, but it is a good rule of thumb to keep in mind, which is... Uh, can somebody back out very quickly and get to another meaningful path as quickly as possible within one or two clicks? In many cases, on many big sites, you might see what are called breadcrumbs, and these are um, things you'll see online. You might see home, then like a little right arrow, and then it would say, you know, services, and a little right arrow, and then the service name. Those are called breadcrumbs, and what those are intended to do is to help people move back and forth through a sitemap as the sitemap gets uh, more robust. So, um, so today, what did we cover? We talked about uh, what a sitemap is. It's the bones of your website, and it's designed to help make your website intelligible. Um, we've talked about how it's important to make sure that your goals and visitors' goals are uh, given priority, that you, you try and find the intersection of those two things when you're putting together your sitemap, that your sitemap groups like content together so that it's intelligible to your audience or to your customers that you are making sure that at each stage of the sitemap, the deeper you go, you're, the more uh, you're increasing the uh, calls to action and you are mapping that information to your sales funnel, that you do have some sort of analytics turned on so that you can figure out if the sitemap is any good. And then finally, that you make sure you are always within one to two clicks of a conversion opportunity. You know, this is the kind of thing that takes some time. To, it can take some time to think about. For very small websites, it's, it's not, you know, there's not a lot into it. It's a home services about contact, right? Pretty simple. But as you get into more audiences or you start to build your sitemap into a bigger sitemap where you've got multiple services, multiple practice areas, multiple products, multiple blog posts, then that uh, then that then the sitemap starts to become a lot more important. Um, you think of like uh, large attorney firms or um, hospitals or anyone really that has a lot of information to share or offers a lot of services. Really thinking through your sitemap is one of the most important exercises you can do before you even start talking to a guy to build your website 
All right. Hey, hopefully you found this helpful. Um, and uh, if you did, please take a second to like and subscribe. If you know another friend of yours who owns a business who might find this helpful and maybe they're thinking about their own website redesign, um, this you know send this over to them so they can learn a little bit about how to start thinking about organizing their information, which will ultimately make uh, developing their website much faster and much cheaper. Thanks.